fellow citizens, our way of life, our very freedom came under attack in a series of deliberate and deadly terrorist acts. Several shots were fired as President Kennedy's motorcade passed through downtown Dallas. None of us will ever forget this day, yet we go forward to defend freedom and all that is good and just in our world. This is just a second, please. Welcome to the Hagman Daily Show, weekdays 2 to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. And now your hosts, Joe Hagman and John Robertson. Hello and welcome to this edition of the Hagman Daily Show. You know, sometimes that, sometimes that intro seems like it's just way too long. You just want to get the show started and you got all these, uh, uh, you got to wait for this intro to begin. But anyways, we got a great show for you today. I am here uh, solo right now. John's going to be joining me in a moment. But the, uh, from what I can tell, the big news of the day, the important news of the day so far, as I've seen it, as I'm seeing it, is this Peter Strauch testimony in front of Capitol Hill, in front of Congress. I'm going to play a few quick clips. Here's a quick exchange, 30 second exchange. Uh, of Peter Strauch talking about uh, to Trey Gowdy about the text messages and the context of the text messages he was sending with Lisa Page. And Strauch, uh, you know, true to form, comes out and says, not only did I uh, send these messages, and, and yes, I meant uh, what they said, I wanted to stop the president, and uh, he, you know, danced around how he, uh, these uh, verbal gymnastics on explaining away how this bias that he has that has been uh, uh, shown to the world through his text messages, just his text messages alone, making you wonder how much other things were said in person or via emails or over phone conversations, whatever. But just through the text message, it shows you the amount of hatred, uh, the the love of Hillary Clinton. And this is one exchange between Peter Strauch and Trey Gowdy after uh, the questioning why he was removed from the Mueller investigation. Was it over bias? And Peter Strauch says, no, let's take a listen. And your testimony is Bob Mueller did not kick you off because of the content of your text. He kicked you off because of some appearance that he was worried about. My testimony, what you asked and what I responded to was that he kicked me off because of my bias. I'm stating to you it is not my understanding that he kicked me off because of any bias, that it was done based on the appearance. If you want to represent what you said accurately, I'm happy to answer that question, but I don't appreciate what was originally said being changed. I don't give a damn what you appreciate, Agent Strzok. I don't appreciate having an FBI agent with an unprecedented level of animus working on two major investigations during 2016. There, 26 or 36-second clip. Pretty much summarizing uh, the Gowdy, well, what I listened to of the, the Gowdy Strauch exchanges, and Gowdy kind of got into left field there, uh, talking about getting into a text message dealing with what Peter Strauch thought the vote count was going to be a hundred million to zero in Hillary Clinton's favor. And Gowdy, I don't know why he wasted time going down this road, but he asked a number of questions. But anyway, <clears throat> back to the overall uh, uh, sediment coming from these hearings. Now, uh, what is really interesting about this, uh, I got a Fox News report here, and this pretty much better sums it up. Uh, this is from uh, just a, a few moments ago from Fox Business Network. 
And this is pretty much a summary of the Capitol Hill hearings uh, that have taken place so far. So let's listen to this. Newt, uh, I'm very glad you're with us this morning because your opinion on what's going on here is very much germane. Uh, at the end of this day, does anyone doubt that the FBI, Peter Strzok, protected Hillary Clinton and undermined President Trump deliberately? Is there any doubt after hearing what you've heard? No, this, this whole thing is unbelievable. You, you have the FBI telling Strzok not to answer legitimate congressional question. I mean, if you ever want to see what the deep state looks like, uh, this set of hearings is unbelievable. And he basically is being instructed to ignore the Congress of the United States and to keep secrets from the American people. It's a circus. That's what it's become, a circus in which the the, uh, Peter Strzok is not answering germane questions. Well, and if, look, if, if people have any doubt about how deeply the Democrats are committed to circling the wagons and blocking the investigation. They just had to watch the exchange between the chairman and the various Democrats. I mean, they're there, they're leading the cover-up. Uh, you have the chairman and others trying to get oh, sorry, audience. You have That's the Democrats brutal. on the committee That's literally Hold doing on. everything the they can. Uh, John, uh, you just joined us here. We're right in the middle of playing a sound clip of a Fox Business News analysis so far of the Peter Strauch testimony and as i told you uh, i didn't tell the audience this yet but i restarted my computer this morning and skype changed it updated it, it it's in a new format and it's got these these new rings to it and that was the one of the john if you go back and listen to the show if that audio came through you can hear the the new ring but that was uh it was loud and uh let's see let me check the sound monitor oh yeah that oh okay so so that's what when you said it's brutal uh yeah, our connection's not real great either, but uh, I think I can put. I think I can manage to. I'm getting a terrible echo. You're getting an echo. See, I uh, usually get the echo. Uh, I don't know why that is. You were having uh, problems with your uh, connect. We were having problems connecting earlier and uh, hearing each other. I don't know why uh, that would be, but um, I don't know, John. If you want to, if you want me to try to call you back, we can do that. If the yeah, uh, let's 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 uh, let's throw a hail mary here. Because actually the echo's gotten way worse. Uh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to unplug my mic. I'm just going to run through iPhone earbuds today. So just call me back, buddy. All right, I'll give you a few minutes. Give me, I'll give you two minutes because I'm going to play the rest of this uh, clip. So I'll call you back in exactly 120 seconds. Okay, perfect. Thanks, Joe. All right. And that's some uh, live on-air radio when you're dealing with uh, pre-recordings and, and uh, you know, just a, a laptop. To but let's go back to what Newt Gingrich was, I thought was very saying. Remarkable. Let's rewind this a little bit. The cover-up. Uh, mm -hmm. You have the chairman and others trying to get to the facts. You have the Democrats on the committee literally doing everything they can to be obstructive. It was, I thought, very remarkable. This thing about subpoenaing Steve Bannon, that's a total red herring, isn't it? Of course it is. But, I mean... So was appealing the wrong of the chair. So was raising a point of order. This thing, this was a group of guys who'd gotten together with their staff and said, how can we make it so painful for the chairman to continue that they'll just give up? And uh, you're seeing the breakdown of the whole system. Uh, and you have to really ask yourself, I mean, is this the kind of America we want to become where members of Congress believe it's their job to, to disrupt their own investigation in order to protect their political allies, and does it tell you how much the Democrats see Strzok uh, as uh, a political ally for them? 
How do you think the American people will see it, bearing in mind that this all has to be filtered through a media which is very hostile to President Trump? Are the American people going to get the true picture of what's just happened? Oh, I think partly because you and others are showing it, uh, and because the, the very nature of the disruption is so obvious that uh, I think the average American is beginning to realize you have a Democratic Party out of control, dominated by its radical extremist wing. You have a desperate effort to cover up corruption. You have a FBI and a Justice Department that were amazingly sick. And I think all these things are we're going to keep learning more and more because gradually, inch by inch, it's a little bit like pulling teeth, but they're going to gradually get to the facts. And the facts, obviously, are going to be devastating. Think all right, that's, uh, we'll, we'll stop it there. That's Newt Gingrich talking on uh, Fox Business and News Network about the obstruction that has gone on in this uh, hearing so far. And you hear the multiple uh, different examples of obstruction from the left. And, and the question has to be asked, if uh, the left is so concerned uh, you have the FBI advising Peter Strauch not to answer basic questions. And I'll give you an example of that. During Trey Gowdy's questioning of Peter Strauch, he asked if the FBI agent had interviewed anyone uh, from, I think it was July 26th until August 11th, 2016, in this investigation they had started. And during this time, there was a whole number of, of uh, text messages that he was saying, we're going to stop President, we're going to stop Trump, uh, and on and on and on. We'll stop him. Yes, this is not going to happen. And it, the FBI would, his answer was the FBI advised him not even to answer the question whether he interviewed anybody in that time period, which is information that the con Congress already has. They already had the answer to. They already know when the first interview was. So they're obstructing on just even... Uh, basic questions and it, it's unbelievable to see all right here we go with this noise again i apologize i'm gonna all right we have john back with us i'm gonna find a way to shut that ring off because that is the worst thing and I, if it's terrible for me it's got to be 10 times worse for the audience but is do you have an echo uh, a little bit of an uh, I, a little bit of an echo on your voice, and it sounds like there's a little bit of one on mine as well. I'm just using a pair of iPhone earbuds just to simplify things. Okay. Um, so I'm going to turn these uh, sounds off, these in-app sounds off. Uh, that way, when we do connect, if we do it on air again, nobody will hear that horrible ring sound again. Anyway, so, John, I know you've been dealing with uh, uh, your own uh, situations. Uh, I don't know what's going on on your end of the world, but we have had, uh, we've been putting out fires all day. The website's yep. not working properly. Yep. Emails are getting all screwed up. We're getting, we can't even basically communicate with people Correct. with our computers or our website anymore. Um, Correct. and what do you have to add to this? I know cause you just talked to, to my dad recently. I've only talked to him for about two seconds this morning, uh, which was not a fun two seconds or five seconds no. or whatever it was, but no, I, I got, uh, I had about five minutes on the phone with Doug and, uh, without going into in-house proprietary business, essentially the show has grown so significantly that we have uh, outpaced our resources as far as data, uh, bandwidth, etc. And so we've essentially been shut down and it's on the server level. So the good news is... So it's an extortion attempt. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, the good the good news is that we are about ninety percent of 
the way there with identifying the problem so that we can now begin to fix it. But yes, to be very clear, and I want to put this out on the public record, uh, there's a number of publicists and a number of regular guests, uh, you know, guests like Steve Quayle or, or Coach Dave or, or, uh, or Peter Chalka or whatever, whose emails are not quote unquote landing with us. And, and conversely, our emails to them are either going in their spam folders or they're just kind of disappearing out into cyberspace somewhere. So it's a, it's a, it's a huge problem. It's a low tech problem, but it's a huge problem. And basically, Joe, we've been uh, running on spit and paste for several days. And uh, we're at the point now where the fat lady sings. So, uh, so this either gets fixed uh, right now, we are determining if there will be a Hagman Report show this evening. Oh, okay. Well, interesting. And, uh, well, we can always put it out on YouTube and Blog Talk, but I know that uh, a significant amount of problems will be created if we do go on air and only, you know, half of our audience can, can access the show. But either way. Uh, let's jump into some interesting news. So, in that time, you, you haven't you haven't been keeping up on the Strauch hearing in Capitol Hill, have you? Only only what I'm seeing on Twitter, and you know, I've got. I mean, I follow a lot of the the big news hounds on Twitter, so I'm 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 apprised of it. Uh, Joe, before we move forward, um, tell me how much time I should add to my show clock. All right. Well, we got uh, we are. 14 minutes into the show so okay thank about you. 46 minutes you can add and but no there's a lot of stuff coming out of this this um uh strauch testimony on capitol i shouldn't say a lot but what's really interesting is uh, after i played a quick clip of an exchange between trey gowdy and strauch where uh they they cut off right before a, por- a part where strauch starts to get really angry and he goes into uh you know his his mindset because they're going over the context of the text messages and, and Gowdy's asking him questions. Well, how can you say you have no bias when you're writing text messages? Like we will stop him and Hillary Clinton will be president. And what, you know, uh, with the insurance policy, all these terrible things that Strauch and page communicated about president Trump and his campaign and his supporters. And, uh, Peter Strauch says, well, I find disgusting. This was on a night uh, when I wrote this text message where the President Trump belittled the parents of a slain Muslim soldier who had strongly denounced Mr. Trump at the Democratic National Party. And he goes on and on about his outrage about this. But we already found out that this was a political stunt, that this soldier or whatever, that this con was paid a large amount of money. Uh, and him and his son ran a, a, a terrible pornographic website, too. But he was paid for doing what he did, and it was made public <clears throat> at the time that this was, you know, just a publicity son. And so this fake outrage, I'm just wondering if everybody's following what I'm saying is if Peter Strauch is just furthering the lie uh, by not acknowledging the information that came out after uh, that story ran, or if he really is ignorant that uh, the guy was, was basically, it was all done as a setup and he was paid a bunch of money to do it. Uh, fake outrage, uh, fake well, controversy. So that's, mm-hmm. so, that's my question. You know, what is, uh, where, what's his real mindset? Is he, for, is he pushing the lie on purpose or is he really ignorant of that fact? Okay. And, and what you just uh, sort of the the fuse you just lit, Joe, is I would say one of our biggest problems uh, in what we do for a living right now, and 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 that is that the cor- the corruption 
the line machine has become so professionalized oh, yeah. that it's 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 almost impossible without the Lord God and His Holy Spirit uh, to uh, to to believe anything. Uh, let me let me give you let me throw. A, I don't want to take us off course, but I got to throw a little levity in here, Joe. Uh, we're all, we're almost halfway through the show, and this is actually kind of funny. You'll like this. So uh, last night, uh, I went on Twitter. I wanted to see how our show last night. We had so we had a great show on Hagman Report, as you know, and I wanted to see how it was doing. If we were getting some retweets, etc. And you're going to love this. A lady, <laughs> this lady who uh, is one of the key. Uh, Tucson people, okay, just convinced that Craig Sawyer is the devil and none of us know what we're talking about. Granted, Stuart Rhodes and Craig Sawyer actually were there and saw what was happening. So I would tend to listen to what these men, both of excellent reputation. This is a person who believes that the Tucson thing is still a a thing and it was real and that, okay. Because, because, because you know, I don't know, I guess Q told her or maybe she's in the basement and got really fast internet. I don't know. But you're going to love this, Joe. You're going to love this. So I get a direct message last night and 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 it's a direct message and then I'm blocked from the account. So it's basically I'm being pulled off and then and then having the door slammed in my face. And what this crazy lady said, you're going to love this, is that she knows that Craig Sawyer and Vets for Child Rescue are totally corrupt. She knows that Craig Sawyer is spying on her because she's going to save the children and Craig is corrupt. And this is the best part. And that I'm not really the producer for the Hagman Report. I'm a spy for Vets for Child Rescue. (laughs) Well, you know, I I would laugh at that if it wasn't so sad, John. Obviously, the person has some... Uh, some problems, I guess you could say. No, but, um, no, but the, the best part is she's an ICU nurse. A what? She's an, an ICU I, she's nurse? An, she's an intensive care unit nurse in a Jeez. in a burn unit in uh, Southern California. Well, uh, I don't know what to say to that. But, uh, yeah, you know, we deal with these kind of people all the time. And they're as much as, look, I'll say this. What I've figured out in, in the years of doing this work is that yes, the, everything that we see in, in in our in our world, it's all there is all one big evil conspiracy behind it, but that, that does not mean every single person, uh, you know, in the world is part of that conspiracy. But sometimes when you get that mindset, uh, you if you get to if you dig too deep in it, especially without the spiritual perspective, you can go way down some rabbit holes. And we've seen people who have become, you know, uh, believe wholeheartedly or uh, whatever you want to say, however you want to frame it, that people we work with are, are, are terrible or spies or this or that without any any proof whatsoever. And it's uh, it's frustrating. But at the same time, you know, it comes with the territory, I guess. You know, Joe, you made it. If you don't mind unpacking this for a moment, um, you made a really interesting point. I have personally seen some very intelligent people. Um, going back to like 2013, I guess when I started going to conferences and starting to meet people here and there a little bit, I I, I've seen some really intelligent people basically self-destruct. And I think what happens is, um, the spirit that is that demon or the, or the legion of demons that creates all this lie and corruption. Okay. All these lies. I think about the demons cast into the pigs and then the pigs ran off the cliff. 
So, so an army of demons that are in D.C. and New York and L.A., and they're spinning all these lies. I think that those spirits, if you read those lies all day long, whether you believe them or not, I think those spirits can actually attach to you and they can begin to oppress you. And I've seen people go from very intelligent citizen investigators to, uh, you know, spun out drunk on the floor with three empty wine bottles around them. I mean, yeah. it, it's it's a dangerous uh, landscape. Yeah, it is. And, and it's a it's an unfortunate part of uh, doing this. But, you know, it happens in all walks of life. But, uh, you know, getting back to I want to make sure we cover this Strauch stuff and the way it's being yeah, presented absolutely. across different news platforms. Here's a article linked off Drudge from Yahoo News. FBI agent angrily rejects charges of bias at chaotic hearing. And this goes into what I was talking about. It says an FBI agent whose anti-Trump text messages fueled suspicion yeah, fueled suspicions of partisan bias, said at a bitterly contentious and occasionally chaotic hearing in Congress Thursday that his work had never been tainted by politics, angrily rejecting Republican allegations that he set out to stop Trump from becoming president. At no time in any of those texts did those personal beliefs ever enter into the realm of any action I took, he says. He insisted under aggressive questioning, that in August 2016 messages in which he said, we'll stop a Trump presidency, uh, he says that it followed the degradation of the family of a dead U.S. service member. And it's a horrible, disgusting behavior of President Trump. And that was his personal view. And, and you know, see, this is all I all cover it up. But my question is, my the real question I have is, why is he not, and why has he not been arrested? See, these these hearings should happen after he's been convicted and is in imprisoned for his crimes so we can get full transparency so there's nothing to lose at the end of the day because as the clip we played earlier as as uh, the the host on fox business news said and as this article points out they call this a chaotic hearing a circus but they're not pointing out why it's a circus it's a circus because the left is doing everything they can to use tactics uh, to delay, to interrupt, to, to stop lines of questioning. I mean, they're really pulling out all the stops. And why are they being so protective? Why are they doing as much as they can to undermine their own investigation? So this is Democrat on, Democrats on the House uh, Oversight <laughs> and Judiciary Committees impeding the own, their own congressional investigation uh, into this what, into this uh, in this matter, the 2016 Hillary Clinton email investigation <laughs> and the cover-up of, and then the starting of the President Trump-Russia collusion investigation. They're doing the, everything they can, and then when they have no tricks left in the bag, you know, you, you get the message, uh, the FBI lawyer has advised me not to answer that question. Even simple questions that the Congress already knows the answers to. Well, so, you know, what do they have Joe, to hide? Joe, it reminds me of the very, uh, I would say, infamous... Uh, Robert uh, Kennedy uh, Valachi hearings when we first began as a nation to learn about organized crime back in the early 60s when Robert Kennedy was attorney general. And uh, I think it was Jimmy Hoffa who is sitting there uh, pleading the fifth over and over again. And Robert Kennedy looks at him and goes, why are you afraid to answer questions? Are you a little girl? I thought only little girls got afraid and, and won't answer questions. It's a, it's a great clip. It's it's all over. You can see it on YouTube. And the other thing I was thinking, as I read through the article that you were just sharing, uh, if we pick up the next paragraph about Strzok's behavior uh, in this testimony, it says, but he added in a raised voice and emphatic tone, quote, it was in no way, unequivocally, any suggestion that me, the FBI, 
would take any action whatsoever to improperly impact the electoral process for any candidate, end quote. Did some you Democrats worded that? Some Democrats, yeah, oh yeah, it's, it's, and it's a complete lie. Some Democrats applauded after he finished speaking. This is a situation, Joe, where we as a country, and forgive me for making a blanket statement, but really I want our listeners to think about this. We as a country have to ask ourselves at this point, uh, July 12, 2018, are we still a nation under rule of law? This man is lying under, under oath and based on party politics, members who are supposed to be, as you just said, seeking the truth are applauding what they know damn well to be his lie. Excuse yeah. my language. No, and that's a great point you made. And, you know, it, what I find interesting about that exchange is what he says that no way, unequivocally, any suggestion that me or the FBI would take any action whatsoever to improperly impact the electoral process for any candidate. So, but, but think about what he did and what we know, what has been proven as fact that we know he did. Not only did he obstruct the Hillary Clinton email investigation and change the language from ever uh, becoming an actual real criminal issue uh, for Hillary Clinton. Then they turned around and invented lies through the dossier in the FISA courts to start an investigation into President Trump that they thought was going to lead to his impeachment if he did win. And it's all been exposed. And he's going to sit there and say that they did nothing. They did everything they possibly could within their power. That's right. That's right. Let's not forget Let's not forget Andrew McCabe, the meeting at the church. We haven't talked about these things in a few months. Doug Hagman and, and yourself covered them extensively. I know Doug did several uh, shows on the Doug Hagman uh, uh, show uh, about this probably back in, what, January, February. But, but Strzok is so clearly lying because, remember, we've got, we already have the other – we've got the next chapter of the story. And that is that there were uh, purported meetings – in Deputy Director McCabe's office, the the absolutely the F, that Strzok was absolutely implying that the FBI would use their power as the top federal domestic law enforcement agency to corrupt the 2016 election. That 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 is, Joe. That's a fact that a well studied, cogent ten year old should be able to comprehend. Yeah, and uh, that's what Mr. Gowdy says uh, exactly. Uh, very well here before the uh, hearing was stopped and they actually thought about uh, uh, recess on the hearing to vote on whether they should hold Strauch in contempt. But this is what FBI or this is what uh, in, uh, Trey Gowdy said. Agent Strauch had Hillary Clinton winning the White House before he finished investigating her. Agent Strauch had Donald Trump impeached before even starting investigating him. That is bias. Agent Strauch may not see it, but the rest of the country does, and it is not what we want, expect, or deserve from any law enforcement officer, much less the FBI. And I think that sums up nicely exactly uh, what has happened. But just the fact that, like I said, he's not in jail. Lisa Page is not in jail. They're still getting paid by the FBI. Wow. You know, it's, Joe, it's, this... It's unacceptable. It's, it's absolutely unacceptable. And this brings to mind a, a concept that may sound a little bit quaint, but bear with me, listeners, because you, 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 those of you who listen to the show daily know that I, I really rely on historical context to make sense of these of what Joe is describing as basically a nonsense. This is a nonsensical issue. What they should what what Rep Gowdy should have done is called the sergeant of arms. 
and had Strzok arrested right there on the floor of the house. That's what should have happened, but that's not what happened. So no, what? That's not. So so what I think of, I go back, Joe, to Benjamin Franklin uh, during the Constitutional Convention. Uh, what would that be? Seventeen eighty nine in Philadelphia, and there's that famous line where. He walked out of the convention. It was a sweltering summer day, and a, a, a regular citizen, a woman, a uh, middle-aged woman said, well, Mr. Franklin, what, what will it be? What government have you framed for us? And he looked at her and he said, Madam, a republic, if you can keep it. And now, those were prescient words by Benjamin Franklin 200-plus years ago. A republic, if you can keep it. And right now, Joe... What we see from the reprobate left, from the reactionary, vitriolic, and in many cases, violent left, and it's exemplified by legislators applauding perjury. This is, this is congressional perjury is what this is, and they're applauding it. So, so I ask this question to all the Daily Show listeners. We have had a republic, yes, but are we able at this time to keep it? Joe, what we need is statesmanship at this point. We need uh, uh, individuals like a, uh, like, a Scoop, like a Scoop Jackson or a Rudy Giuliani back in his heyday or a, uh, or a Ronald Reagan. Uh, a Margaret need, Thatcher? Uh, I, the Iron Lady, absolutely. We need a statesman who is going to prioritize the best interests of the United States and the United States citizenry, okay, and, and, and prioritize that and make that their primary motive. Now, we've got some good people. We've got Rand Paul. We've got some others who, who more often than not, uh, I think, defend the liberties of the citizenry. But, Joe, I'm sorry to say this, and I'm not trying to admonish anybody here because uh, I know our listeners are, are, are all on the same team with wanting to correct these things. But it goes back to Benjamin Franklin's admonishment, 1789. A republic, if you can keep it. How do you keep it? You keep it by defending and demanding your rights as an American citizen. And guess what? The average American citizen, Joe, totally absconded from those rights when the iPhone was invented and Netflix came along. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's very true. And we see, you know, it's uh, one of the things, too, that I heard uh, Strauch say, which I hear so many people say constantly when referring to America. He called it our democracy. And that's, you know, one of the largest fallacies of uh, the, the 21st century and in this digital age is that we Thank live you. in a democracy. We don't live in a democracy. And anybody who says that we do uh, is either wrong or they are intentionally driving that down people's throats to convince them that it is a democracy instead of a constitutional republic. When we talk about the Constitution and the Supreme Court, specifically since Kavanaugh's in the nomination process or whatever, uh, I, I was listening to a Glenn Beck show the other day, and he played a clip of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Ah, uh, Ruth Bader. How she would look at the South African or South American constitution and these different nations' constitutions as on, on looking on ways to change our constitution. And one of the best points I heard Glenn, ben, Glenn Beck make in the last five years is that uh, what has made our constitution uh, uh, so well is, or, or what has made it right is that we did get it right. It's we're not the South African Constitution. Many governments have started a constitution based on the U.S. Constitution, but because they have not done it properly, because it wasn't established properly, because they changed little things here and there, none of them worked. And what has 
created the most successful and wealthy nation basically in human history is what the Constitution has given us, whether you think it's good or bad. So with that being said, we need to follow that model as closely as the founding fathers intended us to. Otherwise, we have and we already have lost what we had, um, but we could lose a lot more as well. And that's well, where, that's the direction we're heading in. And and let me okay you now you've got me fired up and I'm actually excited I'm just going to be completely honest with the listeners when I started the show today I was in a bad enough mood to throw my MacBook through a wall I was going to tell you John I'd just take the show I figured I, I could tell I could tell. I was I was I was cooked I, I had steam coming out of my ears and if you think I was cooked you should have heard Doug Hagman I mean I, I I spent half an hour pulling him out of the ceiling so. So we've had all these these technical problems on our end, and it just it just makes doing our job hard. But now I'm getting fired up because this is a valuable conversation. Joe, I would encourage all of our listeners to go on uh, Lionel Nation on YouTube or go on Infowars. Uh, Lionel was on Infowars uh, yesterday morning, and you know Lionel is a is a former uh, prosecuting uh, attorney. I think I think he worked Southern District, same as Rudy Giuliani. Uh, he's also an Emmy award winning uh, television producer. Uh, and he's just a sharp guy. I really wish Lionel was a Christian. That, that, that's the only thing that throws me off about him. But other than that, he's, he's brilliant. And he, his commentary yesterday on the Constitution was so sharp because I didn't agree with everything, but it, it, it created uh, uh, fresh thinking in, in my mind. So what I'm trying to explain is Lionel said this. He said, look, he said, the Constitution, and in, remember we talked about interpretation uh, two days ago. We, we even uh, went into the definition of the word interpret. He said, look, interpretation of the Constitution is not so much what the Constitution says. It's trying to figure out what we do for all the things that the Constitution doesn't say. And he, and he rattled off a bunch of them. He said, the Constitution doesn't say anything about, uh, about space development or boating, or, or overroad trucking, or any of these other, you know, or, or a cybersecurity. There's nothing in the Constitution about any of these things. However, like you just said, Joe, there is a spirit uh, and a letter of the law in the Constitution. And what, what I find interesting is when Supreme Court justices render their opinions, and then when the other side renders their dissent, people tend to emotionally glom onto what works for them politically. And, and, and I do it too, okay? Look, the bottom line is I want abortion stopped. I don't care what it takes. I don't care if it takes a war. I want abortion stopped. Uh, maybe people think I'm extreme for that. But it's interesting, Joe, when we, <laughs> when we look at the document, <laughs> well, well, good, I appreciate that. I'm sharpening my knife right now. No, but seriously, uh, go back, folks. Uh, check out that commentary, Lionel Nation, from yesterday, uh, Wednesday, July 11th. Really uh, a think piece. And what it, again, Joe, what it comes down to is a, re a representative republic, which is what our country is, is only as strong as the sum total of its pieces and parts. And, and what is that sum total? Well, it's the spiritual health of every citizen. It's the financial health, the entrepreneurial spirit, uh, and it's also the commitment to voting and to participation in government from the most local level up to the general elections every four years. And the problem, Joe, is that 
the country has become enraptured with entertainment. People just want to be entertained. This goes back to uh, the quip I made a few minutes ago about this crazy lady who thinks that I'm a spy for uh, for Craig Sawyer. Uh, if people are, are, are mixing entertainment and information and it's infotainment, they can't separate one from the other. But what, um, what many Americans want, Joe, is they want to be entertained. They don't want to do any homework. They don't want to dissect, analyze, apply critical thinking, cogent reasoning. These things are not popular. They're not sexy. Americans want it fast, hot, put it in a cute sound clip, give it to me in 280 characters, or be gone. Yeah. And, you know, that's one thing that we've gotten, we've seen, we talked about uh, at length on the show is the hyper emotionalism and the, as you said, the people want to be entertained. And that is really uh, such a problem uh, for our society. And instead of people, because we've reached a point uh, all throughout history, I mean, we didn't even have electricity till what, 150, 170 years ago, where people had to basically work and suffer and, and uh, things got more comfortable, got more cozy with refrigeration, transportation. Uh, now we have air conditioners and, and heaters and all this crazy stuff that nobody ever had. And now we have the internet and computers. None of, nobody had these things, uh, you know, in the, all throughout human history, uh, as far back as we can tell. And, and now we have this generation of people that is basically uh, the, nobody even plays outside anymore. Nobody goes on adventures. Nobody tries to do anything. I know. Everybody's, I, can, 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 let me jump in. Can, can you imagine that, Joe? I know that there's 11 years difference between you and I. But remember how fun it was as a kid to, like, open up the garden hose and play with your buddies oh, just yeah, spraying yeah. each other in the face or building a bike ramp or a skateboard ramp? Going or getting your getting your BB gun. A, yeah, going you know? to explore a sewer tunnel system or totally. or yeah, take a hike in the in, in woods that are taking the dog with you. you. Yeah, I mean, there's there's all kinds of we you could not keep us inside when we were kids. Nope, nope. Hey, uh, Joe, jo, I'm gonna I'm gonna pipe down here and I'm gonna give it to you for some more news. But I just want to make a quick announcement, uh, and this is to remind you as well. But we have a guest tomorrow, and we have a guest that I'm really excited about. Um, he came to us through Pastor Mike Spaulding. And the guest that we will have on uh, The Daily Show tomorrow's name is Preston Condra. And he wrote two books. Uh, and I showed them to you last week, Joe. And the books are uh, By Which We Are Saved, Sharing the Gospel with Confidence. And the other book is I Have Some Good News, The Gospel, Objections, and Answers. So whereas we're going to move through the news for the rest of today's show, Tomorrow, we'll be joined by Preston Condra, who is a major apologetics guy. And, and what we'll do, Joe, is we'll take the week out uh, with some of the basic objections that people have to the gospel, to, to, to salvation through Christ. And, uh, and we're going to pick these apart. And I've got both of these books in my hand. And uh, what I love about Preston's work is that the books are indexed. So, for example... Uh, if I open up the index, we can talk about things like this tomorrow. Jesus isn't God. Uh, the Bible has two different gods. How about this one? God wouldn't send anyone to hell. Or I reject a God who allows suffering. Now, we hear these type of pushbacks and excuses all the time from non-believers and those struggling with their faith. Well, tomorrow we're going to have a... this. And by the way, this guy's a really nice guy, too. But uh, Preston Condra tomorrow, and what we're going to do, Joe, is we're just going to ask some of these tough questions, and this gentleman who wrote these great books is going to give us some some uh, some tough answers. Yeah. 
Well, I'm really looking. Sorry, I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, and that's um, I have not uh, seen the book myself, but that uh, I know that those uh, controversial type uh, uh, topics are are great and and can be answered in a very biblical and scriptural way, and they always are. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to that. And before we get too far away from the Constitution, we can go back into what you just talked about, John. But before we get uh, back too far away from the Constitution, I want to kind of take a an interesting turn here on something that happened last night that people and listeners are probably not going to agree with me, but I don't agree with how many people saw that stormy Daniels was arrested. Uh, she was arrested in a Columbus, Ohio strip club after a vice, uh, officers apparently observed her and, uh, I don't know, touching customers. And so there's some arbitrary law on customers that says, whether sexual or not, you're not allowed to have any contact with any performer who is who is nude or partially nude uh, in the building or in the parking lot. And because uh, these officers observed her touching somebody, I don't know if it was in a sexual or non-sexual way. Apparently, it was out in the open, so I, don't, I can't imagine how bad it was. But uh, they arrested her, and it's uh, it appears that they, they dropped the charges now. I'm just seeing this as I look for an update. Lawyer says charges against Stormy Daniels are dismissed. Interesting. So, uh, but I thought that it was um, just a little bit uh, crazy to see that on the, on the front page of Drudge this morning. It didn't seem. Like I, well, really she any... looks. She looks kind of good in her mugshot. <laughs> Better than any pictures kidding. I've ever seen of her. I, 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 yeah, I was, was going to say she actually she's got she doesn't have five pounds of makeup on in the mugshot, and she actually actually looks like okay. But no, Joe, my wife made that comment today too. She's like, "Wow, that's the the best picture I've ever best seen of her." Picture ever I've ever seen, Joe. Joe, here, let's remind our listeners of this, okay? Stormy Daniels is like a darling of this this leftist reprobate. We hate Trump crew. Uh, think about, and I know we talk about this a lot, but I really want listeners here on this Thursday to really let this sink in, okay? Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, Maxine Waters. Adam Schiff, Stormy Daniels. I mean, come on, America. Is this the crew that you want to roll with? Are these, are these the people that you want to be identified with? Remember, we are known by the company we keep. Joe, this is a crew of losers. Well, yeah, it is. But as much as as big as uh, losers and liars as they are, uh, I don't like to see, you know, laws, arbitrary laws abused to put people like that in, uh, you know, publicity stunt type situation. So oh, I just hashtag free storm hashtag free stormy Daniels. I mean, I say we let her out and, uh, Hey, you know, stormy, what are you doing later tonight? <laughs> I'd say, <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I'm I'd totally say kidding. A more, I hope you're kidding. I'd say a more interesting story is the, uh, Papa John's, the founder of Papa John's. Did you see the comments that he made during some kind of racial sensitivity training or, uh, what was it? Let me see here. Where was it? Uh, he has to stay to step down in January after his remarks on football players taking a knee during the national anthem. But listen to what he said uh, during whatever whatever was going on. There was a May conference call, which was he was receiving public relations training from an outside marketing firm. And this is what he said to this firm or to these people. And I don't know that this should have been made public, but apparently there's a video or audio of it. He said, uh, Colonel Sanders used to call black bleepers the n-word and never faced backlash he also said in indiana where i grew up uh, people used to drag african-americans from trucks until they died papa john's is going to be in some trouble man. <laughs> holy crap yeah well okay first what is he of all, thinking what is he thinking first of all i don't feel 
anywhere near as badly uh, about my off-color remark about Stormy Daniels. But Joe, just to be clear with our listeners, I want to walk that one back. I said that just to be funny. Okay, no, I, that, know. I, that, I, I didn't mean any offense or anything. It was just that was a softball that came over the plate at 20 miles an hour, and I had to hit that one. But yeah, Papa John's. Okay, this guy's been in the hot seat. Uh, John uh, Schnatter uh, is his name. Uh, he goes by Papa John. That's his nickname. Uh, and, and, and it's sad because, look, Papa John's, honestly, it's not my favorite pizza, but he built a entrepreneurial empire. There's many components of the type of success in this man that I was referring to moments ago when I said the citizenry must participate in a republic. But then this guy flips off the reservation. Uh, Joe, you covered what he said very well. And I've got this from CNBC. Uh, this is written by Yen Ni Lee, uh, published uh, 14 hours ago. Again, CNBC.com. Uh, Papa John's founder, John Schnatter, resigns as chairman after apologizing for inward comment shares surge. So this is the world we're living in. This man has stepped down from the, he, he is Papa John. So he built the business. He has stepped down because his mouth got him in trouble. But at the same time, the Wall Street white shoe fat cats make money. <laughs> yeah. And he, uh, you know, I don't know. Um, I, I see this story is now on the on the front of Drudge as well. So I don't know how many people are going to be boycotting uh, Papa John's. But, you know, I, I would say unless it's it's uh, on every newspaper and TV channel. And, and I don't think many people are going to I don't think Papa John's is going to be going out of business. But this guy. I mean, what's wrong with somebody? He's in public relations training. What point was he trying to make? Well, let me ask you a question, Joe. Let's, I know this is kind of old news, but I think it's worth reflecting on for a moment, and I'm going to hand it to you to do so because you covered it originally. Let's go back, what, about three weeks or four weeks ago, and let's talk for 60, 90 seconds, a couple minutes, about that Starbucks sensitivity training. Maybe the Papa John's thing is a hyper-emotional pushback uh, to what happened at Starbucks. So, Joe, I'll hand it over to you. Well, maybe. I don't, I don't know. But either way, at least in my mind, there's no scenario where I give answers like that. Uh, is he trying to justify? I mean, because what they were talking about was the NFL protest. And I don't even remember his initial remarks that were so controversial that got him uh, you know, basically to step down as being the, the CEO of the company. But uh, this is far, far worse than well, anything well, hold he on. said. Remember uh, what I meant by the Starbucks reference. Did correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't they sit their employees down and make and and force a bunch of African American employees to watch like all this heinous the violence of police crazy beating stuff? and shooting and killing? Yes, yes. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I I don't know what was going on here. What they were trying to attempt, and again, who put this information out? Was this the PR firm recording the conversation and then turning around and? and selling it for publicity and to throw him under the bus. And when, when things like this come out, you got to ask yourself, you know, why, who, where, when, why, and how. And uh, I guess that's part of what we're going to learn about uh, if you really want to dig into this a little bit. But um, is this some kind of backlash or, or payback of some kind uh, to diminish Papa John's in some way because of their stance or their uh, right-leaning ways? Maybe it could be, but the guy did say the things either way, whether it's hyper-emotionalism or not. Obviously, he's trying to justify whatever kind of mindset or belief system he does have. Uh, and, that's you know, it is racist to say things like that. Oh, it's incredibly so. racist. And, and, Joe, let me say this for the record. Uh, last weekend, I was at the Denver airport, okay? And I, if people want to go on my Twitter feed, I actually pinned the tweet. 
Uh, I had to get I had to get rid of that awesome Rockefeller uh, tweet that's been up for like six months. But anyway, um, I I shot the murals that are that's the couple of the murals have been taken down, but but the one with all of the multiracial, multicultural stuff and all of the new agey kind of chakra stuff is still up. And we know that in that uh, mural, there's a picture of a little girl in a, in a casket. People could just go to at Robertson John on Twitter um, and, and you can see the video. And she's got the Star of David around her neck and she's, and she's laying in a casket, okay? Now, these people call us Nazis all the time. And yet Joe Hagman and I are sitting here today mutually denouncing uh, emphatically what this uh, John uh, 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 Schnatter uh, said. These remarks are wildly inappropriate. They should be offensive to every American, not just Americans of color or or quote unquote ethnic minorities. Uh, At Hagman Report, we don't go for this garbage at all. We, 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 We hate this kind of stuff. What we want to see, Joe, is we want to see the country come together back under the Ten Commandments and back under. It's, it's like God laid out a perfect plan for us. And basically, hold on, hold on. I don't know what. Oh, you Sorry. know what? I was gonna, I was actually going to start to sing it. You know, yo. a, <laughs> I opened up a Fox News article about uh, was life on Mars erased uh, 42 years ago by NASA and that music started playing. Was it a David Wilcox video? Yeah. <laughs> but no, real quick, just to drop this piece of commentary. So, so what we have, uh, uh, saints, all the remnant Christians, hear me. We've got the instruction book. We're told to, to, to pray ceaselessly. Paul wrote to pray ceaselessly. Uh, we are supposed to bring our problems, bring our broken spirits and our confusion, and we're supposed to lay it at the foot of the cross. Guess why? Because God is omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresent. He stands outside of time, and he knows what's going to happen tomorrow, but we don't. So the idea, since the beginning, is that we take it to the Lord because he's got the juice. He can see tomorrow. He knows what's going to go down. But the problem, Joe, is that, and I'm guilty of it. I, I know at times you are too, and I'm sure many of our listeners are. What we do is we try to shoulder it all ourselves. And we're living in a time now where the stories are so insane, the news is so bizarre and, and, and corrupt and violent that you can't make sense of it unless you take it to a spiritual level. That's right. And, you know, John, I want to kind of switch gears here and bring some some interesting and some good news into this discussion. Uh, when, when we talk Please. about this, uh, you know, praying and whatnot, when you mentioned abortion earlier, and your contempt for the abortion industry. And I share that same uh, belief with you. If I was not saved as a Christian, well, we'll just stop there. Yeah, I was, gonna, I was gonna say, let me do you a favor, Joe. Preborn <laughs> babies sing to Mozart Christmas carols and Mickey Mouse. For the first time ever, it can be scientifically proven that preborn babies detect and respond to sound at 16 weeks of gestation, or when the baby no is only 4.3 inches long. Naturally, the Institute Marquis now wanted to know which kind of music sounds these children preferred. And uh, long story short, the, the answer is classical. But this is on liveaction.org is the website that you can wow. uh, find this on. But, yeah, babies start to sing to Mozart and, and Christmas carols and Mickey Mouse. 
at uh, 16 weeks of gestation when they were 18 weeks. to 38 weeks old. I'm sorry. And it says that this was a, a, over 300 preborn babies uh, were part of this study and uh, from 18 to 38 weeks old. And they responded to classical music uh, the most. But if I mean, wow. And what what? what <laughs> I don't even want to go down this road. But well, the, well, 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 let me let me let me let me jump in real quick, Joe. The, the, there's something I'm in fact, I'm going to make this my final comment for the show today. I want to say thank you to the Lord for getting me through this show because I'm, I'm telling you, listeners, I came in hot. I came in with my pants on fire. I had a bag of bees in the, in my drawers when I got on the air this morning. But a bag of what? But a bag of bees. Oh, okay. <laughs> I had a, I had, I, I had the entire leftist collectivist hive down my backside. But, um, but there's something that happened, and I've shared the story once before, and then I'm going to hand it to you for the remainder of our time, Joe. Um. When I worked for Disney in 2013, I had an employee, he was, he was one of my guys, uh, who asked to get off work early because his wife was pregnant. She was in her first trimester, and they were going to go have their first sonogram, okay? And I said, absolutely, um, uh, it, it take, you know, take, take that tomorrow off early or whatever it was. The next day, he came in, Joe. I'll never forget this. I can see his face. And he had his iPhone. And he was like, John, 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 come here. And we were standing on a soundstage at Disney. And he's like, you got to hear this. You got to hear this. And he played like the little digital recording app on the iPhone. He played his baby's heartbeat at 28 days old. And what it sounded like was gently swishing water back and forth. But that's been scientifically proven to be the actual heartbeat of the baby. So listeners, uh, get on your knees, man, and keep praying about this one because I just told you 28 days, we've got a heartbeat. Joe just told you that in the first and at the beginning of the second trimester that babies are quote unquote singing in the womb. And, and Joe, until we mitigate this issue again, it's like I said the other day, make America great again. We are putting a fresh coat of paint on a house that is on fire. That's right. And you know, the, the abortion thing is uh, uh, an argument that, I cannot really talk. There, there's no justification. I don't care if you call it a clump of cells. If you say it has, uh, it, it doesn't contribute anything to society. Uh, whatever your your justification for uh, abortion is, uh, to me, it, it, it's just evil. And this goes back to what we've been talking about, John. The you know, if people would just live by the Ten Commandments, if people would just live by the uh, established form of, of governance and, and human laws and love, love and uh, caring that the Lord established for us, the world would be uh, perfect. But as you can see, and today God has been uh, basically forfeited by our society, by our culture, and there's no way we can live under that system with you know more than half the people in this country uh, not even acknowledging that he exists or hating him or, or worshiping Satan. So... Uh, that that's what I have a problem with. I mean, do you move out of this country? Do you? Uh, well, what? How do you deal with that as an American who's a Christian, who wants to live in this system that was set up, but see it changing uh, so far that you know? Uh, I mean, we've we've murdered what? How many millions of babies through abortion? That's not sin. You know that's what's just sad? Be washed we don't away even know. We don't. You know what's sad, Joe? We don't even know. Like we don't know how many millions it is. Some say forty. Some say fifty. Some say sixty-five. When you've got a margin of error of fifteen million innocent lives murdered, chopped up, and destroyed, you got a problem. 
Yeah, and I don't even know that you could run away, uh, and that would even save you as far as uh, judgment and, and, and whether. I mean, it's not even just people who, who promote abortion. The people who refuse to take a stance against it, uh, I would say, are, are just as, as guilty. Uh, just like with anything else, you know, those who we, we uh, are against murder. I guess we don't talk about uh, murderers every day or we're not we're against bank robbers we don't talk about bank robbers every day but this is an example of something that has been accepted in our society as normal and lawful uh whether that pertains to god's creation uh, and directly violates his commandments i don't understand how a world that practices this kind of behavior can continue to uh, uh have any kind of of uh, calmness or regularness of life God, as Stephen Menking explained yesterday, is long-suffering. And if it wasn't for that, because um, Stephen made the example, he said, uh, what if you had control over that button, John, the, that same button that God has? How many times would you have pushed the button by now on humanity? And, I'd be banging on it. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> so, Let, You know what, Joe? At the end of the day, here's what it comes down to. At the end of the day, listeners, ask yourself this in the deepest part of your heart. You are guaranteed, it is a guarantee, you are going to meet God, whether you believe in him or not, whether you love him or not, whether you serve him or not, you are going to meet him. Are you going to go to that final judgment moment, having been somebody who emphatically stood and said, I will not tolerate the slaughter of unborn babies, or are you going to face the creator of the universe and your head is going to hang low, and, and by, by the way, you're one second away from the lake of fire, and say... I banged the drum and waved the flag and I proclaimed death when God blessed uh, women with the magnificent creation of life. That's the question. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So uh, as we close out the show here in the last few minutes we have left, I want to make sure we mention simplycleanfoods.net, our sponsor. And I haven't even talked to Chance this week, which is uh, I haven't heard from him and he hasn't heard from me, which is pretty rare. Uh, so maybe I'll, I'll get a hold of him and uh, we'll, we'll make sure we get him uh, scheduled to come on to tell us about any of his summer deals. He's always increasing his products, his product line. Uh, so we'll see what uh, we, if we can get some updates from him. And uh, don't forget tomorrow. Uh, so we don't know if we're doing the show tonight on Hagman Report, John. That is how it was left. Well, I got a, an instant message from Doug. I believe we are doing the show. Uh, it is scheduled for 7 to 9, Steve Quayle will be interviewing Raymond Ibrahim. So we'll get into the Islamic issues. And then 9 to 10, uh, we've got our uh, regular guest, Keith Hansen, joining us. Okay, uh, and, tonight, and tonight will be an audio-only feed, and that's because the guests are unable to make Skype video. Well, I wish we uh, had some time in the front end of that to get into the uh, Strauch uh, hearings, but that's okay. We can take some time to do that tomorrow uh, on the Daily Shows and, and kind of uh, look into this a little more. But again, what is What are we watching here? We're watching just a political circus where nothing, it doesn't matter what this guy says. Nobody's going to be under arrest. Nobody's, he, the guy's still going to get a pension, uh, you know, and, and everything. No, nobody's going to be held accountable at the end of the day. So what does it matter? Wake me up when somebody's in jail. We'll be back tomorrow.
The Hagman Daily Show is brought to you by The Hagman Report. Tune in to The Hagman Report weekdays, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. For more information, go to hagmanreport.com. That's hagmanreport.com.